Welcome to the Casey Catch-Up. Um, our first guest is Marcus Tardrew. I've had a long history of downwind paddling with Marcus and he was also probably the first guy I ever downwind foiled with too. So I thought there's no better person to interview for my first, uh, I guess, podcast interview. I don't know, just a, just a chat basically. And I wanted to ask Marcus a bunch of questions because one, he's a good mate of mine and two, Marcus learned to downwind foil after I did. And I kind of helped him a little bit, but um, he's he lives in Western Australia, Perth, and it's the windiest place in Australia in summer. So um, he's got a, he's done a lot of good testing, and yeah. So I guess to start with Marcus, give us a little intro about you. You always bad intros for yourself, but I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> so let's go. Um, yeah. Well, um, I guess. Um, you know my name now and yeah basically I am from a background of sailing and um, competitive sailing and then got into wave sailing which made me move to WA and then somehow got into um, stand-up downwinding which I think I really loved because I was just out in the ocean and using the ocean to your benefit and not working against it and all that stuff and that sort of probably was for I don't know it feels like sailing in a way without a sail I don't know so, but anyway and then yeah obviously now the foiling came up and yeah I never thought that we'd downwind with these foils I think I said it to you a hundred times like ah it's not gonna happen but yeah it happened <laughs> and here we are talking about it it's crazy but it's awesome yeah, I think what stands out to me is probably our Marcus and I, a lot of the time, we'd, we'd be going to um, Hawaii for the entire month of July. And there was probably what, three three years in a row where we were stand-up paddling. Um, so Marcus designs race boards, foil boards, you name it, ocean stuff for Sonova surfboards. And so that's, Sonova got us on board and Marcus was sort of part of, the package if i was to come then marcus was to have to come too um so we've been working together for a while now and he's designed my molokai um to a wahoo race board from the second time i did it to the time i won it in 2019 um so um and i think the the time yeah the, the 2019 you foiled it marcus you're actually the first you're the first Australian, first and only australian to have completed M2O on a foil board, which is pretty cool. That's since Molokai yeah. hasn't been on for a few years. You know, you're still the only person that could complete it. <laughs> pretty sick. Yeah. It's, it's, well, and you're the last person to win it, kind of. Well, they did it. You're the champ. Yeah. I'm like, don't run it ever again. I'll just be the last. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even know that until my boss told me that actually, but that's cool. Yeah. It's nice. No, it's, it's just cool to do it. It was this. Uh, obviously, I'm pretty passionate about that race. Done it a bunch of times on the on the sup and the, the thing I love about downwind racing really long distances is that you can't fake your knowledge of like being able to downwind you can't just sprint you have to the winner will be the best at reading the bumps surfing the bumps that's what's cool about it over versus a 10k downwind you know guys can sprint that now nowadays so yeah it's cool I like it yeah <laughs> yeah I mean okay. I, it's nearly a sprint on a foil. Like I was doing it in like two hours. 
ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. And you and I have always, I guess, Molokai today has always been our, I guess, holy grail. I mean, that's, that's the one race that, you know, we want to do well at, we train at, go over there for the month for really good preparation. And um, it was really interesting, I guess, last time we were over there together when I was training for the stand-up and you were training for the foil, the, I guess, the different training strategies we had. But I'm going to shift our focus back a little bit. Maybe we can chat on this a little bit later in the, in the call. But yep. um, I want to go back to the first year we were, you, we, you were foiling in Maui with me and, and I'd had a little bit of experience down in foiling at home here in Sydney and, and you'd done a bit too, but you were training a lot doing stairs and, and riding a bike just to strengthen your legs up beforehand, I think. And when yeah. you came to Maui, you were, you'd done a couple of downwind runs, I think, but not a Maliko run. And I remember our first yeah. run together, um, you were just like, like everything you say not to do whenever we've paddled, you were doing on the foil, which is, um, yeah. I guess what I think about when I downwind foil is make it as easy as possible, especially for, for your first one. Once you're up, feel the glide. Yeah feel where the top of the bump is and stay yeah. high on the bump for as long as you can and, and glide. Um, yeah. And what we all do when we learn to down foil on you know, the little, with the paddle is we, we, we paddle too much once we're up and we pump too much once we're up. And I remember there was one point when we were off Kanaha or something, I remember saying to you, Marcus, just, just stop, just, just glide a little. Yeah, yeah mate, enjoy it. And I guess yeah. run, me through, run me through your learning process because everyone's just different and... Um, where yeah. was your first downwind foil run and, and when did it click that you would make yeah. every downwind foil run and, and not come down or? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that that time where you gave me all those tips, um, that's still the, they were the tips that made me click um, for sure. And that was actually, I actually did it on a race board that year but I did, I took a foil board and I actually foiled Molokai the next year. So, but that first year, yeah, like I was just figuring out how to downwind. There was no way I was doing a full Maliko run without coming down. If I came down twice, that was amazing. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think the thing for me, and it, obviously it'll be different for people if they didn't come from this background, but on those big 18-foot race boards, we were riding high on the bump, but where you were physically standing in the board, you, you nearly, you're halfway down the face or nearly sometimes in the trough. And I kept wanting to be there. <laughs> and being on a foil at the top of a wave and then out of the water too, because you're on obviously out of the water, looking down into the trough, like that, I couldn't get my head around it and it just... I know it just wasn't natural when I had to um, the bonus of me coming from the downwind race boards and kind of being a lazy downwinder I just didn't want to paddle I just wanted to surf was that I had that knowledge but yeah I guess the bad part about it I was just so used to standing down in there and it, yeah even though you kept like hounding while we're going downwind stop pumping ride the wave surf <laughs> I was like no nah, I'm going down there um yeah, and the, obviously, you know, the, you're using the energy and the crazy thing with the foil is how much you can feel it. It's, you can obviously feel it on a race board in a different way, but the foil just comes alive. You know, if you find the energy pockets and ride high on the mast and all that stuff that you figure out as you go. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an art form that I think that's why we love it and you keep going back to it. Same as the race board, you know, you, you never master that. It's, yeah. It's 
<laughs> yeah, no, I so, think yeah. what you said there, Marcus, is like riding high and, and where you're sitting. I think that's a really good point. Is And you've come from a downwind background. A lot of people who haven't come from a downwind background want to learn to downwind foil. And what they do is exactly what the same thing is. They're trying to pump down to the bottom of the wave because that's where they think they want to be. But as you mentioned, yeah. up high, up high on the wave and up high, almost like on the peak, but almost behind the peak, it is yeah. almost the sweet spot because you've got somewhere to accelerate into and, and onto. And um, yeah, it's, it's... I guess the way that I sometimes describe it to people is, you know, if you surf, you don't just go straight out into the flats. <clears throat> um, you see pros, you know, they line up to do an air or something. They're really high on the wave pumping, but that's where everything happens. Um, and when you're downwinding, you're trying to do, I always look at downwinding like it's a, it's a race of con conservation, like you're conserving your body energy for these long things like Molokai anyway, you know, so you, you want to last, you want to still be going as fast at the end as you were at the start almost. Um, or, you know, you're not bonking at the end, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, you want to find all these high energy pockets and go fast. And I, I think um, in that long distance stuff, in the short stuff, yeah, sure, maybe you ride high and you're pumping over and over stuff. Um, and especially maybe the kids, but yeah, that's probably <laughs> old for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I think the other thing, you know, when you're learning, um, obviously riding high, probably that's a that's something that you, you try and do more and more of as you get better. You, you're obviously trying just not to crash when you learn. So you, you're more riding low, but foiling and trying to figure it out at the same time, but not breaching and stuff, obviously. But um, yeah, I think... For me as well, like working in um, a foil shop and guys come in and they say, oh, I want a downwind foil. Oh, I don't want to use one of those slow wings. And, you know, I'm not going to be able to keep up with the swells. It's kind of, I, I don't, I think it's a, it's a silly way to look at it. You've you got to be able to foil. If you don't foil, you're just not going to do it. Um, and you won't keep up with the swells anyway when you learn, even if you get, you're going to have to use a big wing to learn to paddle up because it's just how it is. <laughs> um, and you'll get better and better at it and obviously learn to paddle up smaller wings, but you're going to be going slow, trying to keep up with ocean swells that are in deep water. They're moving so fast. Eventually, even on these little fast wings, you're going to have to pull off them. So these big wings, at least you get flying. Like I learned on a Maliko 280, which is people yeah. would look at that and, you know, be sick. <laughs> um, but I still, awesome. still recommend people to use the 280 to get started because yeah. it's, it's such an easy wing to, to paddle up onto the foil. And I think yep. Marcus, I've always nicknamed Marcus the turtle because he's like, you got to go slow to go fast. And um, it's, it's a really good tip. And I, I've always joked, and Marcus as well, we've always had the same sort of thing is for, in the race board world, we've always said there's nothing slower than swimming. And that's basically when people want to ride these really skinny race boards and they're falling off, one fall and you're already slower. Same with the foil. If you come down once on the foil and, and you're not foiling anymore, you, you're basically going backwards, one. Yep. But, but two, um, it's way harder. It, it's way harder to paddle up onto the foil twice than just stay on one, one glide the entire time. And, and that's, I guess, Mark and I have chatted a lot about this and it's, yeah, you got to go, you're better off going slower, but for, yeah. consistently than faster and then falling off and not getting up for another 10 minutes. And so, yeah, yeah I, I, but that can you know if you if you're not a patient person it can wear you down too trying to paddle a foil up downwind i know why it's not 
crazy popular. It's it's hard. It's real hard. Um, Actually, on that, how was your first experience? You mentioned you used the Maliko 280 to start with. How did you learn to downwind for? Because you did already know before you came to Maui that time. Um, so yeah, so I came back from Maui, and I I had the 200, the M200, and I was trying to learn that. And I was living in Queensland at the time, where it's there's less wind. Um, um, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to buy the big one. And I got it. And I didn't change anything. I, as soon as I bought that wing, I could get up and foil. And it didn't matter that I couldn't keep up with the bumps because I learned to pump, you know, back to, I learned to pump around and hunt all the bumps, which you got to learn anyway, whether you're using a, an L160 or that. At some stage, you got to go hunting and find something. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of cool. You, I was foiling. And I was loving it. I didn't care how slow I was going. I couldn't believe that I was foiling downwind and doing it continuously for kilometres. It was it was amazing. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think people, if you are looking at it like, oh, I want to go fast, I think you've got to change your focus to my first goal is to get, to get up and foil. And my second goal is to complete a run without coming down. Once you do, that was, this is how I looked at it anyway again. Yeah, I might be wrong. Um, and then once I did complete runs, then I was like, okay, now I'm going to try smaller foils and try and go faster and sit higher on the mast and, you know, try and start to work on the little one percenters that make you a faster downwinder. Yeah. And, and what you said is exactly what I tell the crew I'm coaching. And, you know, there's no point shifting down wing sizes if, if you can't, one get the whole way on that on your downward run on that foil only then yeah. can you start to think about using a smaller foil and two yeah. once you do start a smaller use a smaller foil you better hope you can paddle it up and, and that's one of the hardest things i think and it's a hard thing to teach and a lot of it's about feel and, and there's a lot of people think it's power but i actually think it's more technique um, and, and timing than, than people realize and i guess let's let's break it down and and, and like because we've spoken about this a lot marcus actually um what, what, what do you, trying to adjust the volume. <laughs> what, what do you look for when you're trying to paddle pump up like into yeah, the start of your downwind foil run? What, what are you trying to? Um, it's funny uh, when you say, what am I trying to look for? Cause I actually, I did a run towards the end of our season last season and um, with a guy who was, he was sort of just starting to get up and do some runs and I was like, oh, I'll come with you and you know, I'll try and help you out if I can. And he was looking behind. He's like looking for the wave. I sort of said, oh, um, try and just feel it. Like you'll feel the tail sink down and you'll just feel that you are sinking into a trough. And if that, if you're sinking down into it, you, you'll feel the tail kick up and start to, you know, that's obviously a little wave and it's not a swell. That's the thing. I think people think you got to paddle up on a swell. I don't think that that's even possible. Um, not for me anyway. Um, but yeah, I look for the, a little short, sharp bit of wind chop. And I sort of, I said to him, I was like, look, I'll, I'll catch what I would catch and, and just have a look and see how it looks. And, and cause I don't know how it looks either. Um, I just do it from practice and, and he goes, oh, that, that was so weird. I would have never thought to have paddled up on that bump or lack of, like he just was used to looking for swells or this one that was going to break nearly and catch it. 
Um, and he came in a few weeks later and he's like, oh, I've been working on that, you know, just feeling that. And he, and he said it helped a lot. Um, but I think for me and you, um, we, I mean, I was really lucky when I learned, I actually had you around quite a bit because we, we did that stuff in Maui and I got a lot of pointers. So, but a lot of it was worked out um, for ourselves. Um, pretty strange gear as well, you know, like when I was first foiling, you couldn't just walk into a shop and buy a, a downwind or a sup foil board. Yeah. <laughs> I think we were still sort of developing something worth selling at the time. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I think that's the thing. Like I, I, I sort of feel it. I don't really look ever. I don't look behind me. I, I feel that little bit of chop. Um, the other thing I do quite a lot is you're in the ocean. So the, the bumps, they're very small. And if you're sprinting for something that's knee high and fat and traveling fast in the middle of the ocean, you might be nearly up and that starts to fizzle out or another bump comes across that. And if you've got like a bump going that way that you're trying to get up on and then this thing comes there, if you don't turn what mid pump and adjust everything you're doing, that just stops you. You'll just hit that and stop and then start again. Yeah. This is exactly the same stuff that I was chatting. Like when, when I took Zane out, um, Zane Westwood is a freak foiler. He can pump around for probably longer than anyone I know, um, to be honest. Um, and we did a downwind foil run and he's like, oh, I'll take my P180. I'm like, yeah, okay. It was a pretty windy day. I'm like, yeah, start with that. But I kind of think, so we just did a short run. It was three Ks and I said, we'll start with that. But I think you're probably going to want to use a larger foil like Marcus, like we just spoke about then. And then when he was getting up, he was literally, as you said, he was looking behind him. I'm like, what are you looking for, mate? He's like, I'm looking, you know, see the swell coming. I'm like, don't worry about that. So I literally, I paddled up next to him. And I said, just yeah. paddle along with me. Like, we'll go together and I'll show you what, I, what I'm looking for. And, and as you yeah. said, it's, it's, it's a lot of feel. And sometimes the best ones you can't even see, which is even harder to teach. Yeah. But, it's, totally. but it is that feel. And sometimes you can see them. It's, it's always after the soil goes past you. After, the, after that peak goes past and you're in that trough, that's when you want to think about start paddling. And, yeah. and, and with that feel... Well, usually like you say that one goes past and then you feel it sink and i'm like i said i'm kind of lazy at all this stuff so I'm, i'll just be drifting i'm not paddling at all and i feel it. i'm like okay so when that goes through i'm like yeah this next one's the one i can feel it yeah then i'll sort of do like two big strokes just to get the board from stop to just a bit of momentum and as soon as that tails up i'm sprinting and pump like pumping and uh you know pump paddling i guess you would call it yeah my life until you get it up and and every now and then you just get that nice clean one that's just dead straight and you're up but sometimes quite often said, in the ocean you've got that cross one you've got to adjust like turn right turn left or something yeah as you said sometimes it's just like it just happens it's so easy you literally sometimes yeah. i've gotten up in like two strokes and i'm like how did yeah. that happen and then other times you'll take one stroke and you can feel that it isn't right and a lot of times i'll do the one stroke i'll just stop I know I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. And then yeah. you wait for the perfect one. And it's so easy. And sometimes when you force it, you've got to paddle as hard as you can. And it's super hard. Yeah. And as you said, sometimes I'll get up on one. It's not the right one, but I've just milked it. And I get up and I actually, yeah. if the wind's going this way, I'll actually turn back, backwards, and then to go forwards again. Because as you said, you don't want to run up the back of that trough. or in, You don't want to run up into that peak in front of you. So that little turn back and then down again is can really save you a lot of 
um, <laughs> effort, so to speak. You were just saying... Um... I was paddling for it and I'm going backwards and then yeah. forward again, like you're saying, when that's one comes yeah. across or you, or the one's coming too fast and yeah, paddling yes. and readjusting your yeah. line is huge. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, the cool thing about this, the winging thing as well is that people can sort of, um, they can use that to obviously get up and foil super easy and then turn it off and, and learn it. it's still very different when you're riding the bumps um and but i think that's sort of um going to teach people the second part i i, I kind of look at it like there's two things to learn that are equally as hard one's just that first 20 seconds of getting the thing to foil yeah and then there's the rest of the run um i've seen we just got these in the shop i know you just got one as well these um foil drive things mm. which i'm pretty excited about because a lot of guys in wa they want to do it um, but especially if you're time poor, you've got kids or family, you don't want to waste your afternoon drifting downwind trying to paddle up a N280 <laughs> when you can get on a NL130 or, you know, a small wing. Yeah, well, the, the first downwinder, the first subfoil downwinder is the worst thing you'll ever do in your life. Even my first one, I went from Manly to Long Reef and I got up and I followed probably three or four Ks, but to get up and to stay up, yeah. it was... I've never been so gassed. I remember sending you a video, you and Kelly, and <laughs> Kelly goes, geez, mate, you were working pretty hard because I left the sound on and the GoPro on my mouth. And he's like, yeah. it looks sick. It sounds horrible. Yeah. 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 So it's, no, it's, it, it, there's no way around that. I've, I've never seen, I mean, I, I'm sure some of these Maui kids probably just do it first time, no worries, but I've never seen anyone like learn to, um, downwind a sup or a foil and just, just do it without effort because you're just doing everything wrong if <laughs> you make it you make it hard um, but that's just time on the water it's the same as that feeling that bump that you take off on I mean how many times do you reckon you've done that probably yeah. thousands yeah, it's, <laughs> too many. it's crazy yeah, yeah. so um, you obviously get much better at that I think I probably was I still noticed myself getting better at it and I'm sure it's, I still am, but I was noticing how much better I was getting at it. Still, like two years, maybe even three years into downwind foiling. Yeah, just I just the small bits to take off on. I just found I was. I mean, anytime I'm forcing it and not waiting for the right bump, it's mm. always a bad idea. If, if I'm like chasing someone or I want to get going because I'm running late, I always. Yeah go for the wrong bump and when you've got time you sit out there you watch conditions you're standing up you're waiting for it waiting for it you feel it yeah. you go for it it's pretty much a hundred percent success rate whereas when yeah. you force it for me it's probably like a 50 50 now like i can get up on most things but if i don't get it right yeah. it, it's the oh, most especially as you feeling. yeah and as you do it more you're obviously we start pushing what we're writing wing wise you know um i started using the 160 a lot last season and that you know even at my weight i'm a little guy but that's still you need you need everything needs to happen <laughs> right for to get foiling on that with my power you know i don't train for paddling or anything i just downwind foil when it's windy and that's it <laughs> so yeah. um yeah like i i i might take and i've, I've tried to 
figure it out. You know, if, if it takes me two minutes to get up or a minute, it wouldn't usually be two minutes, maybe a minute max, you know, wait, and it might be one attempt missed or something, but is it quicker? <laughs> do I, if like, if that was a, an, at a start line, do I make that minute back up with that smaller wing? Um, but yeah, it's, it's cool. That's the, that's what's cool about. That's, that's sports. the direction the sport's going, isn't it? It's getting faster yeah. and faster and, they will be yeah, minutes. Well, like start lines will be slower, I think. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing that was really cool about um, the Molokai, I thought, was um, you're starting in the flat. It's offshore. So, luckily, it was it was howling. So we had some little bumps. There's usually a bit of boat traffic and stuff around. So you find something. But it's pretty flat. And the kids just, they just paddled up. It was like no issue <laughs> on these on wings, you know, half the size of mine. And they were just gone. I was like, oh, geez. And, um, but got up. And then you got the middle of the channel where the bumps, are, you know, there's boats disappearing in these troughs. They're big. Um, and you're not, you're not really hanging with them. At least I wasn't on the foil I was using. Um, and then you got another flat section at the end where people are, you know, Kai basically yeah. foiled to the finish. And if anyone has done Molokai, that's because I, I truly don't believe it shows on screen, but what he did there was, I'm convinced Amazing. he's a robot. Ridiculous. I paddled <laughs> into that headwind on that Unlimited. And it's ridiculous. that was yeah. probably the strongest headwind I've paddled into. And there was, I didn't catch a wave the whole way in on, on my Unlimited yeah. race board. And that, like, I didn't catch a wave the whole way in. And I was looking That's for a wave. Like, it's, it's one of the most amazing things I think I've seen done on a foil. Uh, after it's after going ridiculous. in case, like, yeah. 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 Because he, he's a... He's one of the best competitors in the world. I want to be weighed up the option of going slower in the channel with a bigger foil. You know, get up easier one, maybe go a bit slower through the middle because he didn't, he wasn't winning through the middle and then he passed Jeff um, in that flat section. That's cool. I like all that nerd stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah. like, like, the fact he got, I'm not sure if it was a fluke that he got it right or he knew that Jeffrey was going yeah. faster. Uh, yeah. After China Wall, you know, there's that, Tiny, he went through this tiny little gap in the reef. Yeah. I don't, I think I don't think I've been through there in my, on a race board. Yeah. And I was it's, like, ah, he, he knew what he was doing that, that he, first. He did a bit of reconnaissance that, that drone footage. I'll have to find some of it. It's pretty amazing. But let's, yeah. let's bring it back to, I guess you mentioned the foil drive and winging mm. to help yeah. you learning to foil. And this is exactly, I just used the foil drive earlier four days ago and I was amazed. Yeah. Have you used it yet, Marcus? No, no, it's it's rigged up in the shop. Um, I'm interested in it. I, I still haven't even used an e, an e foil yet, yeah. and we've got one of them in the shop too. But, yeah, um, this this yeah. foil drive is for, for for people who want to learn to downwind foil. It blows my mind yeah. how good it is. Basically, so the e, the electric yeah, motor yeah. is at the top of the mast, so you can get yeah. your speed up, and you can pretty much e foil up. But once you're up. A little, a few little pumps, and the the motor's out of the water, and it's at a, at a point of the mast that if you're that low anyway, your board will be touching. So yeah, you're just foiling, and and like I got the first, I went out of one of our spots here locally, and I foiled out, literally e foiled out to the wave, turned, and I rode the wave all the way in. I was yeah, like, this is foiling, but with the benefits yeah. of e foiling, like full yeah. on hybrid, and they want to call it a foil assist or foil paddle assist. Yeah. It's a hybrid of an e foil. And a foil. Yeah. It's, I honestly think it's the best of both worlds, and, and it's better than winging. Like the assist, because it really does assist you. 
from what I see anyway. It just assists you onto the foil on stuff that you probably aren't going to get on. And then and then it, it comes out of the water. That's the coolest bit. So I'm, I'm excited for a lot of the guys in Perth who want to downwind foil because, um, like I said before, I sort of break the foiling downwind into two bits. It's like that first bit just getting up and then the rest of it. So at least if you can do that first bit easy, then you can really master that second bit. And if you can foil from A to B pretty well, you know, you're confident I can go, you know, 10 Ks, maybe coming down a couple of times mm. and then you take the motor off and then you learn the first bit, but it's going to take a lot of the, um, there's, there's no more paddling down the entire way. Yeah. You're going to get up. That's yeah. You're going to get up. And that's, mm. I think that can, can wear people down. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I guess we've seen in WA that the growth of winging, you know, the, yeah. the, the wingeding yeah. downwinding is probably, yeah. I'm not sure, but it's probably bigger than the actual sat foil downwinding. It's massive. Well, yeah, um, Perth's, Perth's pretty unique um, place. It's quite windy uh, in summer. And a lot of people here were all windsurfers, like wave sailing here was huge, or even just any type of windsurfing. But, um, you know, a lot of really good windsurfers have come out of WA. So a lot of them have actually got that background. Whether they know, if they don't know how to foil, they knew how to windsurf and they just, it's very similar, obviously, you hold the sail kind of the same. They know the how, you know, they know the basics of the whole wing bit um, and they learn to foil on a wing. Um, so it's pretty cool because I think I, I learned to foil in the waves and it's, I think that's really hard because of the whole, acceleration part you know the thing the, the, the takeoff on a wave is the most biggest burst of energy and like you said it's, it's the yeah. hardest thing to do that's how both you and i learned now they're going behind and boats they're, winging, they're using e-foils like man, man yeah. where was this when i was starting <laughs> yeah oh and when we learned there was not many brands and all of them were pretty boosty foils so you take off on a wave and they want to boost now there's some brands I've used like Armstrong and Lyft and they, they're really back-footed and you take off and you have full control of when it comes up. You know, some, all the foils are different, but yeah, back then I was just like, hang on, catch the wave and hope no one's close to you. Yeah, get ready for the eject <laughs> button. It's going to yeah. look you. Yeah. Yeah. I was scary. I was so scared. I was scared for weeks, just yeah. petrified. <laughs> I'd look around if there's anyone within like 20 meters of me, I'm not catching that wave. I'm going to kill them. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's, it's cool. Now the equipment's better. We've got stuff like foil drive and hopefully we'll see more people do it. I'd love to see it grow. Um, it downwinding's always been a tricky thing. You know, even in SUP, it's was, it became a much, you know, the Maui thing was huge. But then Euro Tour started and it got more professional and people were, you know, it's hard to plan a downwind race. You got you need wind. <laughs> so yeah. there's a, you got to go to certain places. Um, whereas you can run a Euro, a Euro Tour or something like that anywhere. Um, and I, I watched one chat with you and Mike Jucker talking about, you know, pumping races. Mm. And I, I kind of agree with you. I was like, oh, maybe not in Australia, but when you think about it, it's probably, it'll, I think it'll be a thing. I think we'll see winging races for sure. We already are starting mm -hmm. to see them. But yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if we see pumping races. Yeah. Like, just pump them flat. Oh, like there's plenty of crazy landlocked people. There's even a few guys around here that don't yeah. really foil in the surf, but they wing 
start the wing in the ocean, but like like one of the guys I know, he literally has he's built a portable dock or like a step so he can dock start wherever he goes because he doesn't like to catch waves because he's because the waves are hard, the waves are challenging. So he literally just goes to the lake and there's no boats, they're not even thieving. Then he's just doing a dock start and he's just pumping around in circles and he's frothing, just like loving yeah, it. He must have huge legs. Yeah, he's a little dude. <laughs> legs but... bigger than yours, Jimmy. Oh, probably, mate. Yeah. They're pretty big if they're bigger than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those rugby legs. <laughs> yeah. But let's go back to the winging downwind. And you mentioned earlier the different lines. And I guess I want to two more things before we finish up. I want to tackle winging downwind and how that's different, the angles you've got to take and, and how the wing. T- I think you agree it's either sailing or the wing gets in the way a little bit if you're going to free wing. And then the last thing I want to finish on is this prone downwind foil um, carrot that I guess the guys in Oahu are kind of dangling in front of people and, and how, or your, your thoughts on it. So let's start with the winging. Uh, yeah, the winging. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's like the gateway drug to using a paddle, um, <laughs> hopefully. Um, I really like the wing. I still like every. We get a bit of weed here, which sucks with the paddle, as you know. We did it for a hundred k's. But so if it's super weedy, I'll just take the wing out because you can still have fun. You know, you do a jump and it will come off, um, and you can you can also use tiny wings. So I love whipping into ocean swells, and then because they use these tiny wings and they're so fast, you can sort of go top to bottom like you're surfing, but in the middle of the ocean, which I like. Um, whereas, but I know there's something about just the downwind. It's such a different thing, you know, using a big wing and it's your concentration just, it has to be switched on and you can't turn off for one second or it's, yeah, it's, you're probably coming down or make a bad mistake, um, which, yeah, I like. It's kind of like meditation <laughs> yeah, i don't know what it is about it it's, yeah you got to be in it um but yeah the wings are a lot more forgiving sometimes i'll just go for a wing yeah like i said if it's weedy and i really i look forward to winging racing like maybe in a course um where you just go maybe go out around a boy or something like that i don't know i haven't really seen the winging races yet i guess on the um, wing are you free winging or are you like sort of more using the wing as like a sail to sort of blast downwind like <laughs> no, I, I try to not use it, um, but I don't really, if I do a downwinder I, with the wing, I'm, I don't really have my watch going or anything. I like to blast out, do a few jumps, um, but I love going as fast as I can go on a foil and whipping into a wave at it like a skateball. That's just, I don't know, I just muck yeah. around, I guess. I'm just like a little kid, whereas, yeah. and you know, you're crashing all the time and stuff like that. It's fun. But yeah, when you when you're downwinding, you you can still crash, but a, a sort of you get to a point where you don't really crash anymore, and you're working on the little things, and it's more of a thing where you're, I don't know, you're just trying to get better at it and iron out all the little things, and it's these little one percenters. It's just a totally different thing. Um, mm. So yeah, I like mixing it up, but I do still prefer the paddle when the conditions are right, when there's no weed, like you know, you go to Maui and there's no seaweed, you just and it's the bumps are huge. It's, that's epic. I, I, there's no better foiling for me. I, I just reckon it's awesome. It's mm. cool. Can't wait to get back there, eh? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially with like the new foils, everything's going fast, and it's like, oh. Yeah. Oh, man, that yeah, board with that foil and, yeah. 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 
compared to what I was writing when I was there last time. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. A whole, whole new experience. Yeah. So, what I found with yeah. the free winging downwinds, I guess like I'm calling like holding the wing out to the side and you're, you're basically you're foiling and the wing's out. You're just um, yeah. parking it behind you. I find mm-hmm. on the best bumps that the wing kind of gets in the way because you're going faster than the wind. Yeah. Um, the swells yep. have a bigger push, so you've got to most times you've got to work these angles like almost quartering, like we would in a race board, quartering out to sea yeah. or quartering into shore. And that's yeah. to me, that's like, oh, have the best part about down oh, you, you can't scary. go too great with it. And it's scary when it drops in front of you. Um, yeah, I guess I didn't really answer your question. I, I do a bit of both, but when I whip onto a wave, then I let go and I free wing, but yeah, I, I don't. Um, yeah, it's good you brought that up. I don't wing unless it's howling because I hate that. When it drops in front of you, oh, you may as well chuck a blindfold on it. Yeah. So scary. Yeah, I hate it. I'm just, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a bit of a wuss that just freaks me out. Like, oh, this is not Literally good. Foiling yeah. Yeah, seriously. It just like dropped the curtain in front of you. Um, yeah, which, yeah, it's not my cup of tea. But um, yeah, when it's windy, I, I, I really like it. Um, and the cool thing with the wing, obviously downwinders, you need logistics and sometimes you finish work or whatever and you haven't spoken to anyone, you just go for a blast around, mm. come in. Yeah, so. Yeah, I've, I've been cool. using the wing to, similar when I just haven't got myself organised, I literally go to where I've normally finished and I literally just wing upwind for 40 minutes, go as far yeah. as I can, usually I get, I don't know, four or five Ks, depending on the wind, upwind, and then I literally just deflate it and like four or five k's straight up wind so you're covering about probably 15 to 20 k's actually sailing because you're zigzagging up you, yeah. you, i usually deflate the wing once i'm up and going and have my paddle in a backpack or whatever and i'll just yeah try to foil the whole way home without coming down and um it's it's kind of the best of both worlds where you're you're sailing yeah. up wind. it's better than driving in a car or you know doing a double shuffle or sitting in traffic or whatever it is so you get that yeah. water time, but then you foil downwind and you're literally just foiling. And because I'm deflating yeah. while I'm up on the foil, I literally just sort of deflate yeah, the air cool. and just wrap it up. And <laughs> just, you, you just yeah. go for it. And it's, you, it's the most free feeling you'll ever get, um, even more so than paddling up because you you like to sort yeah, of that's crazy. the eject button. Uh, yeah. So it's I'm super- not even good at packing those things up on land. I'm not going to try that. <laughs> You gotta try it. You gotta try it. Yeah. Well, I remember uh, I did it over in WA when I was there last, I think, or maybe yeah. two years ago. I went out to the the centaur marker, deflated it, and had the thickest run all the way into um, Sorrento. It was crazy. Yeah. Probably one of the best downwind falls I've ever done, to be honest. Um, yeah, right. But yeah, that was yeah, that was a good day. That's, um, yeah, that's <laughs> that's, a, that's another ball game. Stop, stop, you know, stop adding extras into this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. So let's. We both agree that downwind falling with the wing is epic, but there are limitations to it, and that's why we both like the downwind with the paddle. There's mm. there's this crew of um, the, the Voyager foilers, epic. I love their footage. They got a, such a cool crew over there, and this epic vibe. And mm-hmm. obviously, conditions are awesome. The the spots where they're doing it, they've got these outer reefs, and the wind is strong. And yeah. we're going to be putting up more footage because it's June, and it's, it's summer over there. So. I can't wait to watch the rest of their summer. But um, yeah. this prone downwind foil thing um, in Sydney, I can tell you it are doesn't. These Maui guys? Uh, I mean, Hawaiian? Are these the Hawaiian? Yeah, on Oahu. So they're okay. doing. Uh, I, don't, I don't actually follow them. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, now you got to follow the Voyagers. 
They're, um, I'm going to. Well, um, yeah, I mean, tell them I sent yeah. you. Um, <laughs> they're, um, but yeah, they, they basically do runs. You've done the Hawaii Kai run with me before, st- yeah. basically starting at China Wall and finishing, but they actually start at um, basically Diamond Head and they go back to the Outrigger Canoe Club, more or less. Oh, yeah. I think. I think that's a, like, is that like five Ks? Yeah, it'd be about that. Yeah. Yeah. So they're downwind foiling and cool. then, like, like the way you said that, I, I know what you're thinking is that five k's is kind of short, but um. Oh, I'll, I think it's cool. It's yeah. I'm, yeah. I've never done the prone downwind thing. Um, mm. Yeah. And why is that? Why, why haven't you done the downwind prone downwind thing? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, obviously, I think it's going to be different wherever you are. Um, for us in WA, with the weed situation as well, um, it's just like this risk thing where. I think you are you're going to want to stay pretty kind of close to shore in case you catch weed or even if you catch weed you can keep going but you know if you catch enough of it it's going to stop you for sure so you're gonna to have to come down paddling get another chipping we've got a, a fine coast for ch- as far as the chipping goes and then pumping out it's just the weed thing the guys i foil with most do a lot of it um like foil perth and mick mccormick from just like I just called them by their Instagram names, like that's normal. <laughs> um, but that's how people will know them, I guess. But they do it. Um, yeah, Nathan, I've done one with Nathan where he's done uh, it'd be about 15Ks, and which I love it. But when he said he was doing, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to be picking him up halfway, I'm going to have to find him on the side of the road or something. Yeah. Um, but he, he popped up at the end right next to me. Um, but I, I I haven't tried it because I can't be bothered if it goes bad. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like yeah. when you first, for people that are first learned to paddle downwind, it's but probably worse because to get going, mm. you literally got to paddle into shore. And for me in yeah. Sydney, with all the headlands we have, I, the yeah. longest beach we have, I think, is like two and a half or three kilometres. And yeah. our headlands are probably the biggest ones about the same, two and a half, three kilometres. So you've got to be at yeah. least that far out. And the best the best wind is that far out. So for me yeah. to foil that's kind of the same here. Yeah, like um all that stuff aside, um where you go on a foil, I mean, yeah, Nate's done Nathan um foil perth, he's done a few where he comes right out, which is epic, but he's a bit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um and but the thing like if it goes bad, it's just like, oh I, I really can't be bothered paddling in from out there, like a kilometer out. And because the bumps are all in Perth, the bumps are just so much better out there. Um, it's kind of like you're playing in little, like the kids end in there. This is just just talking about Perth, you know, it's small and, the, yeah. and you're basically just cutting out, catching another swell in cutting out because the, the, the swells are starting to then wrap um, onto the shore. Mm. And as you get further out in the deeper water, they're just moving down the coast with the wind. Maui is a bit different because you get, oh, I don't know if we're talking about Maui with these kids, but Maui, you know, you've got swell and wind, it all goes one way. Perth, you, if you get swell, it pushes into shore and the wind's going down the coast, so it's a bit different. Um, so, and even if you don't have swell, that wind swell will then curve into shore as it as it is, gets closer to shore. So just out to sea is better. It's bigger and it's faster. And so, yeah, I, I guess that's why. Don't get me wrong. I would love to be... Um, like when I surf foil, I surf a prone board because that's more fun. I would love to be out there on a prone board, but 
that's not going to happen for me. I just like I don't want to be paddling into shore at night time, yeah. hitchhiking to my car. <laughs> that's that's yeah. all I can see happening if I do it. Um, yeah, uh, the way I, a similar to you, I see it as a epic in the right spot, and Maui is a spot that it would work. Um, Oahu, where they're doing it, I know I've, we've paddled it, we've foiled it. Yeah, that last yeah. bit, the, the swells that run through there. Like you literally yeah, just get on a wave and you plump out and the swells are so clean and so glassy and it's yeah. pretty epic. It's oh, it's epic amazing, it. yeah. Oh, I only did it that once. I think we were testing those um, unlimited, so the one yeah. that you won Molokai on. Um, yeah. And yeah, I remember just going through there. It was like, just we were just surfing 18-foot mm. boards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be epic. Um, and yeah, I see footage of them. I never, you know, they might pop up on something else and... I'm never sure if they got a jet ski whipping or what's going on, but it's cool. I think it's all it's all cool. Whatever you've got, and maybe where they are, who knows? Like maybe they've never supped. Maybe they'd be better at that than doing it on a sup, or maybe they just don't want to go and spend two grand on a sup board. And mm. it's yeah, you know, I'm with all, you. There's there's no good. wrong or right. Every spot's yeah. different thing. But yeah. the, only, the only part of it I don't really get and um, is the when people are trying to do it in the ocean and they're using bigger boards than they would use to sup because mm. I feel like kind of going backwards just to prove a point maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But like that's just my opinion. I haven't tried it. So, yeah, yeah, which I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's something about it. Yeah, um, I've spoken to Dave about it actually before and, and I, hopefully I can get him to I want to chat to him about it on here. Yeah, I would love to watch that. I mean, I feel awkward saying it because he's obviously one of the best watermen in the world. He's, he's mm. an amazing man. Um, and like, you know, all of us at our age and all the kids, you know, we should look up to him. He's amazing. But yeah, that that I've, I haven't gelled with that yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's something in it. I don't know. It's just my opinion. Um, and yeah, I think if he loves doing it, do it. But and, and that's it. 100%. I, for me, I just I I wouldn't I don't want to go to a longer board and a bigger board. And you can clearly see the boards seem like they're long, and maybe that's old footage. Maybe they're using little boards now. I don't know. Mm. But yeah, could be wrong. <laughs> I spoke to about wrong, it recently. <laughs> he said for sure it's slower. For sure the boards are bigger. Um, the hand paddles are, you know, he's paddling on his knees and all this other stuff. But he said, mm -hmm. or maybe I saw him post on Instagram. Uh, he said the, um, the the challenge, which is kind of what yeah. you're talking about, winging versus paddling, that the, the, the yep. focus cool. and like yeah. Yeah, really, he knows he's slower. And if he wants to go fast, he's going yeah. to take his up. But yeah, cool. if, if, like if, if he wants to, he just wants to yeah. push it, and it's just something that he's wants to explore it. And here in Sydney, there's all these guys that want to learn to prone downwind foil. And I'm looking at yeah. them like, here in Sydney? Like, have you seen how big their yeah. headlands are? And yeah. for sure, they're going to do really short downwind foils. Um, like, yeah. there's a really good one along Narrabeen Beach. There's another good one further up yeah. the coast at Redhead Beach in a northeast wind. It's, it's awesome. But you're limiting yeah. yourself to three to four to maybe five kilometres at the longest. Um, yeah. So it's that, I think that's cool. Like they, they obviously are probably prone foil surfers, and even if they do those little ones, they get the taste. And, you know, yeah, I'm not discounting it at all. I just yeah, I do I it. It's it's like, I want to suck because you get like 
120 yeah. k's or 100 k's we did you know like it's that's yeah. epic like that's so you're literally surfing yeah. away for 100 plus k's and it's like wow and yeah i agree i think also for us like we just came from different backgrounds as well we came from mm. sup and, and downwinding already these boards felt tiny we're used to running 18 footers <laughs> yeah. so yeah. everything felt radical um and i guess that's like these guys probably feel like they're taking a step backwards um you know because they've gone to bigger boards and they and some of these guys want to go downwind and, and surf and they're not interested in going fast or wearing a watch and doing the races and stuff like that so it's all just a different probably a different mindset um, yeah and, and i guess on that yeah. finish with i think the beauty of foiling is you can do it so many different ways you can wing yeah. you can suck you yeah. can prone you can yeah. foil you can use this new foil drive set up which is somewhere in between it's crazy. I think foil. It, yeah, um, yeah, there's so many. I think the last time that you could travel and we had the king of the cut here and um, Clement was here mm-hmm. and he, we did a downwind uh, a few days after and he, we're going downwind and I was just doing my normal thing, like trying to ride high, ride fast. That's just my mindset. And he's like, do you always go like this? And I was like, yeah, well, what do you mean? He goes, let's just surf. Oh yeah, we should do that. Okay. Yeah. So then we just started surfing down and, and I had a ball. I'd never really, I'd just always done my own thing. And I was always trying to perfect what I considered the art of it. And that was to ride high and fast and get, you know, go from bump to bump and the best way possible. I was like, oh yeah, I can actually just do this for fun too. <laughs> you know, for, for, you know, different type of fun, I guess. Mm. And yeah, going back to the day thing, like, the challenge stuff I've always loved. That's with the sup thing, you know, doing the long distances and stuff like that. So, yeah, that I I get where he's coming from now with that. Um, that makes more sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, I was the same. Yeah. 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 That's so, cool. Yeah. Cool. So many different ways to look at it. But yeah, let's let's wrap it yeah. up. Um, so, Marcus, thanks for thanks for coming on. This is the first one. Hopefully, I get to do a few more. And um, yeah, this. Uh, it was just felt like a chat, like we would normally. Yeah. I call Marcus all the time, but just literally, my wife says that Marcus is like my second girlfriend. Call him and we're on the phone for like an hour and a half. Um, so this yeah, if I'm in a rush, I don't, I don't answer. Yeah, I mean, that's what an answer sometimes. Busy with his actual <laughs> girlfriend. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, thanks for coming on, Marcus, and we'll definitely. Uh, I've, I've, there's so many more things I want to unpack with you, and maybe we can do it in person um sometime soon because i want to come over to wa um yeah cool. we're gonna catch up it's been too long um yeah definitely but yeah thanks for tuning in guys and yeah we'll get more up soon